Do not adjust your sets. You are in the middle of a bow. Take over, baby, on Locked On Bulls. We are talking about the 20 and 10 Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine being awesome. DeMar DeRozan being incredible. And much more to discuss with my main man, C-Dub, on a brand new Locked On Bow. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What up, what up, what up? What is going on, y'all? Thank y'all for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. This is Locked On Bulls. Thank you for making us your first choice for everything Bulls, baby. I am hosted today. I am Big Dave. And sitting in for my main man, Matt Peck, is my other main man from Bow on Bulls. That is Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. What is up, bro? What's up, man? Thank you for doing this, man. Thank you for being here. When when Matt told me he uh, couldn't make it today, I knew just who I had to call, and when they weren't available, you were my 18th call. So oh, I appreciate I, you coming on. Man. I totally expect that at all. I was wondering, like, man, was that number two, three, four on the list? My like, dad got a lot of friends. I'm like, probably like what, 20, no, you, top, top 20, right? Top 20? Top 20. Oh, oh no doubt. No top doubt. 20. You, okay. were 18th. You, you were 18th. Top okay. 20. No doubt. You were in the top 20, man. So I appreciate you being the 18th <laughs> call and deciding to come on here today. Who are the Y'all. other two? I wonder, like, the heck. Well, the other, well, the other seventeen. You mean? Well, like, <laughs> you know, it was it was a lot. You know, like you said, I got a lot of friends. I got, probably <laughs> guy. But no, he was my first call and my only call, and I appreciate him being on here, man. Because we do our podcast, Locked On Bulls, together that you can check out. But we will get into that later. Right now, we want to discuss the twenty and ten Chicago Bulls who put a thorough whooping on those Indiana Pacers, baby. And it felt good coming out of protocols to actually watch and see and enjoy that. And the main thing we took away from that, Chris, the main thing I want to talk about, main thing I want to discuss here, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine came into that game after coming off of protocols, you know, going through what he went through for a second time, going through COVID, came in and just looked like a, I shouldn't say a new player, just looked like more of a comfortable Zach Levine. It looked like an easy 32 for Zach. Like he was taking those tough shots because, you know, he's probably the best tough shot maker in the league. Mm-hmm. But every time he took one of them, Every time he took one, I just was like, this is going in. <laughs> and it did. It just looked great for him. Yeah, thank goodness Zach Levine didn't get, like, really sick from COVID. Uh, so, number one, uh, thank, thank, thank you for that. But, man, Zach, Zach makes it fun watching the Bulls, man. Just him and even DeRozan, man. Like, I get up in the morning on Bulls days when the Bulls got to play, like, today. It's like an event for me. I got to plan out, like, what I'm going to drink with beer, pizza, tacos, uh, french fries, wing stop. I don't know. But man, with Zach, he looked he looked b- more bouncy, and he made it that. Of course, rest of the rest of the legs, you know, would benefit him. They benefit him, benefit him a lot. But he looked way more bouncy, way more confident, way more, I guess, crisp. Not surprised that he seemed to fit in more seamlessly with the offense uh, right away. He, it didn't like he did any kind of like warm up at all, man. And, but shout out to him, man. You know, he he's a basketball fiend. He said he man, he's worked out a ton. Push up. I'm pretty sure, like he, with the Bulls are playing, he was pretending like he was playing the basketball game with a dirt hoop, <laughs> running fast breaks and dunking people. So I'm pretty sure he was doing that too as well. But uh, shout out to it's just it's just great to know that we have like a player like Levine who's like mm-hmm. not only great athletically, but great mentally on the floor, could play, and he was obsessed about basketball. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we know there are players in the league that don't seem to be obsessed by, obsessed by basketball. He is. And the fact that he came in polished like that shows, that shows me that he thinks this team is good and that the team could be better than what they are right now. And so he sees big things, you know, with the, with the Bulls and the future is bright going forward in the season. And he doesn't want to waste any time <laughs> at home not playing basketball and not winning. And this is an opportunity for him to win with a good team. So, like, he's dedicated now. Yeah, and it showed. You're absolutely right. Because even with Billy Donovan out in protocols, mm -hmm. Lonzo Ball, Tony Bradley, uh, and others just out in protocols, uh, Alfonso McKinney, you know, dealing with what he's dealing with. Caruso didn't play. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. was out as well. Like, they had a lot of people out. But Zach Levine was the one who carried the Bulls. Because usually it's been DeMar DeRozan who's been that one to carry those Bulls in that fourth quarter. And kudos to DeMar DeRozan because he definitely told that Bulls coaching staff in that fourth quarter, hey, don't, <laughs> it's Zach game, all right? You let Zach do what he do. 32 points, four rebounds, five assists, still a block, 12 of 18 shooting, and five of nine from the three-point line. It was so vicious and efficient. And, they, and he did it in a myriad of ways, Chris. You saw it. You saw it from the outside. You saw it from the inside. He was all over the spectrum when he was balling against the Pacers. It's always smooth and efficient was that Levain mainly. Um, something I saw today he did once, which, of course, I've been begging for him to do for years. It's like be confident in your post-up fadeaway. He did it once this game. Didn't hesitate. Didn't look, didn't look uncomfortable at all. It's back to the basket. Took his time. Faded away to the left. Knocked it down. Oh, if I can see that more often in this game. Then you can start running, you know, run offense through the post, you know, uh, through him from the post. Maybe that's next year. But if he gets that, man, when you start running plays for him to post up and you run plays for him in the post, he's confident and fading left and right. He's not uncomfortable like he's been the last couple of years just from that fadeaway jump shot. Yeah. Man, Scott's limit with Zach. It's, it's just, even with Zach, you always see, like, potential. You know, like, he could even be better than what he is. He still has some of those um, weird turnovers, like Zach, those Zach turnovers where he's trying yeah, to like, yeah, run fast yeah. with a spot on the floor. Like, how they like, I know what you're trying to get to, bro. And he ripped them up. Yeah. <laughs> ripped them up. Yeah. But DeRozan, it's amazing how watching him and DeRozan do that. Like, DeRozan is, of course, you know, a little more, little more polished than Zach offensively and knowing his yeah. game. So he can always get to a spot. He, he's more patient with it. With Zach, sometimes he gets wide at and you can tell he kind of rushes to get to a spot, get a shot off. But minus those um, little blemishes with the turnovers, you know, you can't have a perfect game, right? Man's got no, no, points. you can't. So yeah, man. Yeah, but you saw like him having those turnovers just reminds you of how important Lonzo Ball is, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> like it just reminds you how important he is to have him on the court and why Zach Levine. You know, we never wanted him really handling the no. ball. We talked about it a lot on our podcast mm -hmm. how we didn't want few years ago we were like you know we don't want him handling the ball we just want him to score it seems to be like what he does well what he does the best and it showed uh yesterday for sure because the turnovers they had are, were simple ones it wasn't yeah. like they were doing you know complex traps or anything like that on him they were just simple oh he's got the ball we're gonna double team him and he, he would turn it over or the pass wasn't strong enough that he was trying to get outside that yeah, you saw that a bit of mishandle too from Kobe white trying to handle the ball too as well run the offense so he threw the ball away a couple of times and so it yeah. just shows you the value of a, of a guy who actually <laughs> drew the ball and like get our offense started and so yeah, yeah. so you saw saw caruso and definitely um definitely um ball missed uh yesterday yeah, definitely yeah, and you let's touch on DeMar DeRozan mm -hmm. real quick. Um, because you saw what DeMar brings. Like, this was the first time we've seen in a long time where he was the 1B, and it, it fit right in. Like, it was just normal at, at that shot, too. He didn't have the shot like he normally has as far as the percentage is concerned. I believe he was nine of 20 shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, but he had 24 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So 
he was off and he hit his only uh uh three-pointer, but he only got to the foul line seven times. You saw him mad and complaining about not getting those free throws in. But still, in fact, he was playing 1B, but he did it seamlessly. It played 1B. It might be one of those games back in the day once we go back to Michael Scotty. Was Scotty have a 30-point game? Yeah. When those, yeah. When the game was Scotty took over the game. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Scotty. He's doing this game, right? And then Jordan be like 25 points, you know. Like, okay, you know, Pippen had a stand. That's what it felt like. I thought I would see more of these moments with Zach, you know. You know, having the wrong DeMar come over, I thought Zach would be one day. I thought he should be one day, right? Right. But he's he's definitely been one B. And I thought we'll see one of these moments where he would carry the team more in the fourth than DeRozan has been the opposite, <laughs> which is yeah. I don't care. Five <laughs> yeah. weeks, Zach doesn't care apparently. He just, he just wants to win, which is which is awesome because like he, he, how often you don't see many athletes, especially NBA athletes, openly be like I don't care, man. I just want to win the game. DeMar's hot. I don't care. Fifty points. You know, so yeah, I, I, it's it's such a a pleasure to watch this Bulls this year, man. Yeah, but even with what you you're right, and even but even in what you just said, there are players who say that, but then do something else. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. But he's showing and proving. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. His actions are speaking louder than his words, and you can see that chemistry that developed because they did not care. There was there was one play uh, to to what you just said. There was one play I saw where they were running down the floor together, mm-hmm. and I saw Zach open. You know what I'm saying on on the side, and I was like waiting for the pass, and he didn't pass it to him. He just took it all the way to the cup, and he got fouled, and he fell on the ground. The first person to run over there and pick him up <laughs> was Zach Levine, and they talked and laughed, they high fived each other, and went on about that day. And I was like, that is exactly a great uh, snapshot of what they are and what they've been to each other and this team this season. Unselfish, don't care who gets it, is encouraging of who's got it going on. And just wants to win. They're showing it, Chris. They're not just saying it. Well, did, uh, it, it was on NBA TV, correct? Yeah. Did, uh, I don't know. I, I think don't it was. Know. I just wonder. Tonight, there will be. I just wonder, like, you're playing against the Bulls and Zach Levine and DeRozan are both hot. Like, how's that? That must feel like the I mean, like, he might have been announcers, but like, how are you supposed to stop two shooting guards who six six shooting fairway jump shots and three point shots? Like, you must feel like, you know, you can't do it. You must feel helpless. As a team, yeah. or as a fan, with the two guys, it's hot, and and it's like Zach shooting the back a fadeaway three in the corner. He's just like you're not gonna win the game. It's, it's, it's certain shots you see the two make during the game, especially in the fourth quarter, where you know like we ain't gonna win this game, man. Ain't gonna happen. And it's, you know what's great, Chris? Like they're two ISO ball players, mm-hmm. and they and they're still team first, and that's very rare to have on the team. Let me let me stop here. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna continue this conversation that we've been having. We're also gonna get into our guy Nikola Vucevic, who got down once again for the Chicago Bulls, and we'll touch on maybe a little Kobe White for y'all as well. Maybe Kobe White in the starting lineup. Is everybody coming around? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but first. Before we do that, but first, let's pay these bills. And speaking of bills, there's only one place you need to go, y'all, and that is True Bill. Why do you need to go to True Bill? Because they help you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. You know them two week trials that you had, and you were just hanging out, and then you went and did stuff for the Christmas holiday, getting ready for New Year's, and you forgot to go ahead and cut off that free subscription. Truebill will take care of that for you. On an average, people save up to 720 bucks a year. I don't care who you are. If you're making millions or you're making thousands, saving money is saving money, baby. And the Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel that unwanted subscription so you don't have to. So don't fall for the subscription scams, y'all. 
Start canceling all them things today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Right now, go there to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. That is truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Thank y'all for tuning in and staying with us on Ball on Bulls. I am Big Dave. That's my man, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. You can check out our podcast, Bow, on Bulls, on ballsports.com, and any platform that you're listening to podcasts, along with this awesome one right here. Uh, let's continue with this conversation we were having. Um, we're talking about, let's switch to Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. I want to get into Vuce for a little bit, man, because I have had a great time coming on here yelling and screaming about Nikola Vucevic and how Bulls fans need to chill because they were trying to trade him <laughs> when the season started. And I kept telling them to relax. Matt and me kept saying it, just chill, relax. You're going to need this dude. He is important to your team. It's called a slump. He's never been through it before. He doesn't know what it feels like. This is what it looks like. And even during a slump, he's still giving you 15 and 10. So if that's a slump, that's a hell of a slump. All right. So, but Bulls fans, they want to die out of here. He's not going to be the one. Oh, he's not going to die. I don't know the Bulls fans. I don't know about this Vooch guy. can't do it. And all this madness. Vucevic yesterday, Dub, had an awesome game, in my opinion, man. He played 16 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two block shots. He was filling up the stat sheet, looking awesome out there. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I watched the game with my brother, right, and uh, – and, uh, he he likes he likes Vooch. Of course, I like Vooch. I, I'm I'm yeah. comfortable with Vooch. Give him time. And I was watching him go up against the uh, Demontis. So it was making my brother and I were making these fancy fantasy trades. You do you know Christmas time holiday? You get food on you. Just talk about these crazy trades. And he, oh, is that what y'all do at the table? That's how y'all. Yeah, you know after after you eat, you know games on TV and like and drink. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he was saying like he was saying like he likes you know Sabonis a little more a little bit Demontis. Um, not that he didn't like Vooch, but it's it's amazing. Like you watch them play, you know, the plus and minuses but from both, right? What, what you get for Sabonis versus you get for Vooch. I think you know, just watch Vooch. He just he just a more well, I guess all around player, right? This this a this a, right. when you see him play, when you see him score against you know fill the stat sheets up so effortlessly, effortlessly, you know, you're kind of astonished, right? Because you think he had a bad game, but you know, he has 15 points. And he, his ability to, like, spread the floor and give, like, Green cutting lanes to go to the basket. Like, Green has some shots. You know, uh, you know, Tony has some shots going to the basket because Vooch pulls out the defense. And so they're cutting lanes to cut to. And since Vooch is a good passer, as we know, he can shoot three or he could dish it or swing around, dish it to a guy who cuts. So just him building the floor and being able to spread the floor, either a three or a D2 saying for jump shot, just as another dimension to the Bulls' offense that you won't get with some, some other players who can't extend the defense out and uh, run pick and roll with Zach. And um, shout out to Zach, to Zach. You know, those um, pocket passes and whatnot, he's gotten better at them. And, and this, I appreciate the fact that he's really trying to get Vuce involved early in the game. As you, as you, you know, right away, you know, the pick and roll is coming, he's going to bounce it to him and get that 50-foot jump shot. And, and you know, and it's and it's I appreciate that we all know the, the days of Bill Cart right lonely on the Bulls, get them the first couple buckets, get them hot, but which right. is better than them. But uh it's good to see him get shots up because Orlando, he's used to getting shots up, he's not used to not taking a lot of shots. So getting involved, engaged in the game early on, you know, really helps the helps the offense. I thought they got away from him later in the game. He wouldn't he didn't play a lot, you know. Um, they rolled with that second unit a little bit with Demar. 
quite quite some time. They were pretty good on the floor. But yeah, I'm all I'm all in on Vooch, man. No, because I want him here. Because I, I I told him to, I told him to trade for him. Man. Come on now. You did. He did call it on our show. Guys. Like before it even happened, before anybody was in talking about it, he called it on the show. But since he didn't tweet it out, it didn't count. Oh, but I keep on, aren't you worth a tweet? Aren't you worth a tweet? You're, you're big Dave. Aren't you worth a tweet? I told you. I'm worth a tweet. <laughs> How many tweets are you your worth? Words. What does that look like? Me tweeting out your words. Well, Those oh, are your words. Well, I told you, you though. Your you're, 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 you're my, my co-sign on this. I told you. <laughs> did I not just co-sign you? Did I not just say it? I just co-sign It's an audio on the podcast. I can do what I can. Like three shows. <laughs> Yes, you all go back and check it out and look for it. All right, <laughs> go find it. But as you've mentioned, uh, Sabonis, 14 points, 16 rebounds, five assists. and But he was 5 of 17 shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tough night. He missed several layups uh, at the bucket yeah, he did. Uh, when he played yesterday. But I think you're right, Chris, uh, when you're talking about those guys in comparison. The difference here, and, Sabon- and not to say Sabonis isn't amazing, because he is. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Great basketball player. But you know where it stops. There, there's a limit where it stops. You're like, you can't do this, and you can't do this. And that's what, exactly where I, ha- where I have to try to hold you to. With Vooch, it's not like that. You know what I mean? What Inside, outside, three-point shot, and he's an excellent you know, passer on top of that. Um, he's just a great basketball player. You you mentioned the Zach Levine of, of pocket passing. You They kind of were doing that last year. You saw that you know becoming a part yeah. of their thing last year uh, when they got comfortable with each other. So He's a safety blanket, you know what I'm saying, for Zach, which is why I love Vooch so much. He's a safety blanket basically for that whole offense. Uh, when things are going wrong and anything's up, you can just throw it down in the post or wherever Vooch is and say, hey, man, go to work. Because even if you want to run your offense through him to where he's the one passing and you know setting up everything, you can do that as well. There's so many options you have with Nikola Vucevic, and that's why I don't want Bulls fans to lose sight of. So if he's struggling scoring, he's not going to be struggling rebounding. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be struggling, you know, with his passing. You know, there are other facets of his game that are going to be important to this basketball team to help them win. And that's the other thing. They were still winning. You know what I'm saying? They were still having wins with this. Yeah, this is a long season. You know, it's not like you're these the playoffs, man. You got plenty of games left, plenty of games left for him to get better and to eat because it's not like there's a big a lot of centers out there that he's gonna make against. So he's gonna he's gonna feed on a lot of uh, short lineups and whatnot and uh, get his get his little hook shot going, get his little game under a basket going a little more. But um definitely you can see it. He just looks more even that even in, in the Indiana game, we watched him shoot the ball. It's a little more it was, it was a it, was, it wasn't that it didn't sign it was, it was more like a a rhythm kind of shot you had, right? It didn't seem he wasn't hesitant, he wasn't apprehensive at all about shooting the shot, even though sometimes they go in, you kind of feel like his confidence is there now. He expects the shot to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course, so I yeah, I definitely don't see him playing any worse he is now. I see him just playing as he is and getting better as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, because a guy averaging 20 is 10 his whole career is just not gonna lose it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In in one year, as far as that is concerned, he's still we know he's on the back end of 30, like he's you know, he's going down that path right there. And but he's still, as you can watch and see, he's still an incredible, great basketball player, man. And he's gonna have those games, guys, where he's gonna struggle, where the shots aren't gonna miss. But if this is why I kept telling people, Chris, you saw the shots he were missing were shots that were normal shots, right? They're normal, right? Know, they were the fortunate thing, he got the shot he wanted, yeah, you're right, exactly. He, it, Exactly. He was getting right where he wanted. He was getting every shot that he wanted. They just weren't falling, which is why, you know, Chris and I and Matt, we weren't panicking over any of this. We were like, okay, he'll be fine. They'll start going down and they'll start falling. And you're starting to see that happen. And also, real quick, shout out to Javante Green as well, 
who had a great game also, man. A lot of no more Bulls fans. I know a lot of Bulls fans, especially I got C Red Fred are not fans of Javante Green, man. But he's making them fans every day. Oh my goodness. You know how Fred go. Fred got to get one, baby. Fred got to get one. Uh, we're gonna take our final break here, man. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Kobe White because he has also been a divisive topic in Bulls Nation, man. I want to hear C Dub's thoughts on Kobe White and his game as he sees it going forward and how he played against those Pacers. But first. Let me tell y'all about that thing that y'all love. Because you know I love talking about it. And they're called Built Bars. I'm going to get C-Dub some of these Built Bars, y'all. All right? Because <laughs> it's the new year. And that's my new year's resolution is to get Dub some Built Bars. And why should he get some Built Bars? I'm going to tell you why. Because one, they're 100% real chocolate. Two, they're 130 calories. Four grams of sugar. Four net carbs. 17 grams of protein. All right, so everything that you're going to need, delicious and healthy, the two things you're going to need, man, and you need it all the time. And that's what? I'm going to ship it to him. I'm going to get Zach Guilford some also. I'm going to get Matt Peck some more. And also, they got a flavor of the month every single month. You could go right to Built.com and find out exactly what you are going to enjoy. So many flavors, Chris. So many. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. Salted caramel, mint brownie, so many, dude. And I know you like one of them, brother. I know you want to get down. You see him salivate me, want to get down. This is how you get down. You go to built.com, you use that promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your order. That is LOCKED15. That is the promo code. Make sure you write that down. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off of your order at built.com. Built Bar. C-Dub, gonna want some. All right, y'all. Locked on Bulls, or as I call it, Locked on Bow, because I got my man Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub, with me. I am Big Dave, man. Chris, I want to talk to you about Kobe White, because you and I haven't uh, done a pod um, in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. We're we're doing one uh, this week, by the way, guys. Um, But I want to talk to you about Kobe White and what you've seen from him. Uh, Coming back in this game, against the Pacers, he was uh, the guy who was starting. He was starting at the point guard position because of Alonzo Ball being in protocols. Kobe White, numbers-wise, didn't have a great game. Eight points, two rebounds, one assist, uh, 0-4 shooting from the three, uh, three of 10 shooting from the field. Uh, But he played 33 minutes. And what's interesting to me, and I don't know how it felt to you, but watching that game, I, I keep saying to people, I watch Kobe White's game within the game now. As before, I used to just watch him scoring, and I'm like, oh, if he's not scoring, there's no value he can bring anymore. It feels like that's changed when I watch his game now because now I think he's solid defensively. Now I think he doesn't um, uh, do crazy things, you know what I'm saying, with the basketball anymore. Uh, He had two turnovers, I believe, Um, whereas Kobe usually would have five. Um, In 33 minutes, by the way, he had two turnovers, (laughs) which is impressive to me. And his defense, I thought, has gotten better as well. So it feels like he's not a liability to me as much uh, as he was um, during his rookie season and even in his uh, second year. So what is your feelings of Kobe White? Uh, What have you seen and what did you like or dislike uh, about his game? Well, you know, Kobe White, I think anything he said is true about his defense. I watched him try to work over screens. You know, he he really puts an effort. (laughs) <laughs> and he, I was trying to watch how he swivels his head, trying to find his uh, man when he to uh, switch or rotate. So he's out there trying to play defense. I think he has improved defensively um, in the game. Um, 
what what it's funny. What I know about Kobe White is that I think he just I think sometimes let me make sure he had eight points. He is so good at catch and shoot. I don't know the percentage. Uh, you might know the percentage offhand what he what his percentage is when he catches and shoot. But I think I think when he gets in trouble, and sometimes not his fault, right? Is that when he has to create constantly off the dribble and get shots up, he doesn't make good shots. Zach and DeRozan can make difficult shots. If you're his height, you gotta be like an AI or somebody or Morant to make those those shots all the time. And so sometimes when he's forced to create off the dribble or when he goes and try to create off the dribble off the bounce, um. That's when he gets to the trouble. That's when his shooting percentage drops. Uh, like last game, I didn't see him get a lot of catch and shoots, you know. And I think that's where he needs to be more focused on, especially early in the game, maybe to get to get his confidence up. And then, but as far as like creating the dribble, trying to go to the paint all the time, it doesn't always work out well. He can get hot. I mean, you know, like anybody, he can get hot. But that's why I know I'm like, catch and shoot first, catch and shoot, and then maybe from there uh, try to go one on one or whatever, or create office, office for yourself. But definitely, I, I like Kobe. It's funny. I was, I was, I was, I was wondering. I was like, in that Indiana game, I'm like, I wonder my AO started as a point guard. Like, like if AO started, like I said, I'm not Kobe. You know, Kobe can come off the bench, whatever, play the same amount of minutes. But I was like, as a point guard, like, I think I like AO. But it's it's interesting. Io, that was coming Io, Io. But I do wonder, Ayo. like, yeah, I do wonder. But the coach they don't start him. I wonder if that's because well, obviously Kobe's the, the, the season the better player right now. Right. But as far as like because when, when Io comes in the game, is is this a more cohesiveness with the offense? You know, uh, defensively there's more he's, there's, there's there's something there when he's in the game versus, uh, you know, Kobe in the game. But then again. Mm-hmm. He's off the bench. He doesn't play as many minutes, so obviously you don't see the full effect of somebody playing a lot more minutes. And then being a starting lineup is totally different to come off the bench. So I get yeah. that. But um, I, I I definitely want to see Kobe just score a lot of points, <laughs> play better, um, get your shots. He, some games it's like he doesn't get shots he wants. He's forced to take shots he doesn't want to take. So I definitely uh, – hopefully more – maybe – I don't know, maybe uh, – Maybe Lonzo's gone. They can find they get him more catch and shoots in the corner or whatnot instead of having to create so much of the dribble. But uh, I found Kobe in the starting lineup. I had no issues with that. It's, it's not a big argument with me um, having him in the starting lineup. Here's the thing, Chris. I I really don't disagree with you as far as what you're saying about Io starting. Um, and, and let me say this: Io, I'm I'm sure we'll have no problem starting. We've seen him in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. and everything just flowed seamlessly. It, it was great to watch it. But the reason I don't disagree with you is for the reasons I keep saying why I like Kobe White is because Kobe White can score. Mm -hmm. Kobe White comes in and he scores. That's what he does. And we both feel, as Matt also feels, he's better coming off the bench. I agree. He has a better comfort level coming off of the bench and being that scorer that the Bulls need. In the starting lineup, they, I'm not saying they don't need him to score. Of course, you need somebody to score. He's got 30 to score. Of course, you know, you roll with that. But in this starting lineup, he's he ha- he's be more of a facilitator, you know, and more of a guy who's getting other guys involved and things like that. I thought he did a solid job of that, but I think that also kind of hurt his scoring and what I think he does best, you know what I'm saying, which is put the ball into the basket. Io, you're right, Chris. Like, I'd like him at – he just won the Bob Cousy Award in college <laughs> for being the best point guard in the nation. So, yeah, he can play point guard. We know that. And the other thing is I would ride that, well, you know, he's a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, he's his first year, you know. 
I have not seen him be rattled by anything. You know what I'm saying? That has happened so far. So putting him in the starting lineup as a point guard, I don't think will rattle him. Now, I can understand the apprehension because, you know, Chris's point guard is my favorite position. It's the one I love. I, I love it. It's my favorite position. It's like the quarterback. Putting in a rookie quarterback, you you don't just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Even no matter what they've shown, you just don't know. But Ayo, man, he feels like he's different. Like he would know exactly how to get everybody involved and facilitate. Because even coming off the bench, I thought he had a really, really uh good game. He had six points, but I thought he had a really good game as far as within the flow of the offense and the defense. Yeah, I watched the game. I, my, my first thought was like, they don't want, they don't want to start Ayo because they don't want to hurt a couple of white's feelings. Wow. That's how I watched the game. I don't think that. As I watched the game, then I'm like, well, Kobe's a better player. the obvious choice. No, but I'm like, Kobe's a better player, though, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Like, why you're saying that? You know, because, like, starting is different, right? He's starting for a reason. The coaches are stupid. Like, if they thought I was better, they would start him, right? At the point where obviously Kobe is. But I watched it because I just see, like, I just, but, 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 but if you want him, but Dave, if you want him to start him out, then what are you saying then? You're saying, I don't mind. I was I don't know that since a better player or if maybe it's a better fit, but like I was more of a true point guard and and it seems like I don't know when he's on the floor things just sort of like balance out better. I don't know, but you'll see no, I, you may see Ayo get in trouble when you go oh okay now he has to create something off, something off the dribble. You're like uh okay that's why he's not starting because right, Kobe could right. do his thing right. So there's a reason why I'm yeah, not dumb. Yeah. There's a reason why Kobe started. Right, of course, right. We know it's the but, reason, but, but I, I'm not. I think, I'm not he, against what you're saying. I think he win either way though. That's the thing about it. I think he win either way, right? It's it's not like you're gonna lose yeah. if you if you put Kobe. <laughs> right, it may, right, it's gonna right, bruise right. his ego, right? The dots is already getting bruised by this dude coming in, coming and taking the spot. The dots is gone, and then like come on, they're like he's gonna take Kobe's spot too. <laughs> like, hey man, I don't know. It's, I don't think it. I don't. I don't think these, this team thinks that way uh, from what I'm I've not. seen. You know what I'm saying? And how to play. I don't, it doesn't feel like they think that way. Now I have those kind of egos of, about certain things mm-hmm. in certain situations. If that's the case, Kobe would have felt some kind of way, even when he came back and IO was getting ticked, you know, and things like that. But it just seems like it's not, it seems like these guys are committed to each other. And Kobe White has always been an incredible teammate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, the biggest thing about Kobe White when he got in the league was how excited he was for his North Carolina teammate being drafted by Phoenix. All right. Like the dude, man yeah. is all about team. Yeah. Yeah. He's all about team. So I don't think this will bother him. I, I hear what you're saying, though. Like, I'm not saying what you're saying is incorrect because we've seen plenty of cases about it. And that's how guys usually think when a younger guy comes in. I don't care what industry you're in. And a young guy comes in and takes your position, you feel that some kind of way. But I think Kobe White isn't like that, man. I think he's about winning. And I think Io is is about winning. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, what's best for this team? And I think you're right. Like, Io is a, a better point guard. You know what I'm saying? As far as facilitating and you know, do, knowing where guys need to be and getting them involved. Kobe White has grown. You know what I'm saying? Into into those kind of things. He wasn't that coming in, but I think he's done a good job growing into that. Slowing the ball down. You see him slow the ball down now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He slows it down runs the offense much better mm-hmm. um that isn't just trying to go one on four like we saw him do a lot of times and things like that so yeah i'm not again this is this is first world problems because <laughs> neither one of them hurts your chances you know what I'm saying? of winning you're still a really excellent basketball team out there even if you have kobe or even if you have io uh before we get out of here man one one more real quick thing uh since we talked about io that bench i gotta give them credit man troy brown your boy troy brown jr um <laughs> Uh, Tyler Cook and even the great legendary Matt Thomas, they all got out there and they played solid minutes. You know what I'm saying? All of them played. Uh, Tim, uh, Troy Brown played 19 minutes. Matt Thomas 19. 
Tyler Cook about 15, but they all contributed out there. Nothing looked out of excuse me, out of place or out of order when they got out there. Yeah, Cook especially looked like he belonged right away, right? He's like, oh, I'm pushing you up with Man, the hook yeah. shot. I, like, yeah. duh. Yeah, that hook. yeah, right. <laughs> like, why would I do that? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right, right. right. Okay. All right, Tyler. All right, Tyler. That's right cool. ahead. Do you think? We got to do a hook. Yeah, yeah. That's what we got to be. So we got a hook. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. Those guys look great out there. Yeah, it's Go definitely a uh, sound of a good team when, you know, your best players come in, maybe with a starter to another lineup and they do their thing. And then I miss a beat, and uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a fun. It's no drop off. No drop off of watching the more offense or defense. It's fun watching the team, this team on both sides of the floor, whether it's a bench or the starting lineup. Because I get to see, you know, Ayo, you know, do his things. I'm a big fan of his, and I, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's a good team, man. I, I, I love it. Twenty and ten was my mark, Chris. I was I when I it was something about getting to twenty and ten that I really wanted, and it just makes it feel yeah. ah. Was it their ten games over five? Six minutes. record in the NBA, top six record, top six record, man. Haven't been this in about what six years, I believe. It's been since they've been a twenty and ten yeah, team. That sound. It's been a long time, big, man. Two big round numbers. You know what? It's funny. I'm yeah. looking at the team. I was looking at. I just told you for topic, but just some food for thought. You know, I'm looking at the salaries for these teams. In the top, uh, the top ten, mm-hmm. I'll say top. They're all above one thirty, one forty. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are with the with our salary cap. Our salary for the Bulls is like one thirty five. Is what the average teams. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. tells you, uh, winners pay like one fifty to one seventy five. <laughs> this equals Bulls are making the move because you're not going to win with one hundred thirty five thousand dollars on the on the court. Don't there's a couple of teams that have 135 and 90 because Phoenix because uh of course um because uh Mikhail was 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 paid was getting was, was playing above his um salary he just got paid 20 million so so they're 150 now Phoenix is there's another team I think that's kind of 135 but that's it otherwise you just you just amongst the average yeah a tourist and ever see a die average they want to win they gotta get 160 and above 150 150 they, they, they gotta do it so they even win with this current roster. It's not going to happen, my friend. They got to pay somebody. Why are you coming here stopping on dreams, man? What is wrong with you? We ain't stopping on no dreams right now. Got to pay somebody, We're 20 bro. Twenty and ten, and we happy right now. I'm happy. No, no, no I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm no, with you. that's my point. We, we're good, but let's let's go for it, baby. Let's let's. Right, what, let me worry about now. Let me tell. Y'all worry about right now. Is that okay? Y'all be excited with twenty and ten. Be excited that your team is in position to get one key guy to win the championship. And I said proof of mm. thought. Get out of here with that logic. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time for that. Thank y'all for checking us out. Thank y'all for enjoying the show. That is my man, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. And you know what? You can check out our podcast, Bow on Bulls. You can check it out on our website, ballsports.com. Follow us on Twitter. At, follow me at Ball Sports. You can follow Chris at Ball Sports One whenever he decides to get on there and wants to make a move to get on there. You can go ahead and get on there and check it out, man. But we will be back. We will be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, with a brand new episode talking more to the Chicago Bulls who played the Atlanta Hawks on NBA TV tonight. So enjoy that game. Hopefully the Bulls get this win. Uh, the Hawks are definitely going through protocols and things like that with players, man. So hopefully the Bulls get in, get this win. We will be all right moving forward. Chris, thanks for coming on doing this with me, man. I appreciate you, brother. No, thanks for the invite. It's a big shoes to fill with Matt, but uh, he's 6'2", I'm 5'7". So, Z, <laughs> flipping him, getting him. 
You can have him back. <laughs> you can have him back. Yeah, man, I got that. That's my man, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. I am Big Dave. Thank y'all for checking out Locked On Bulls, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your day. We out. Peace. Bye.